Welcome back to Crime Corner. Yes, you heard the right. Crime Corner. Episode 17. I am Homasa and I am bringing you the crime. I know it's been a minute. Like always, we start these episodes the same. <laughs> it's been a minute since I've uploaded. And this is the last year. We're saying goodbye to 2019. And with that, I am going to bring you one of the biggest cases of 2019. But before that, please don't forget to check our previous podcast episodes if you haven't. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also CastBox that you can download on any downloading medium searches under crime corner that was crime corner but before i bring you guys the stories a word from our sponsor Long Prairie came to remember a former NFL player and his wife. 63-year-old Barry Bennett and his wife Carol died at their home last week. One of their sons is accused of killing them. WCCO's Rich Chapman was at today's memorial service held at the high school where Bennett was a respected teacher. A community came together to honor and celebrate a couple who had a positive influence on so many. Barry Bennett Jr. was the first to acknowledge the impact his parents had on him, his siblings, and every person who came into contact with them. As much as this has brought our family's world, we know Barry and Carol Bennett's tragic end does not overshadow how they live their lives. Devout Christians, this couple's focus was their faith, family, and community. Barry and Carol were two treasures. Barry played in the NFL for 11 years, but most who live in the small community never knew of his accomplishments on the football field. I mean, he would talk about it if you asked him, but he never wanted that to be a focus. And he cared about his family, he cared about this community about others and not about himself. On this day, Barry and Carol's favorite songs were sung and the scriptures they focused on during challenging times were read. They were a team in everything they did. What this couple did was allow their light to shine and make it possible for others to follow. Carol Bennett's children say they will remember all the lessons taught by their parents and apply them to their everyday lives. They ask everyone who came to celebrate their parents' lives today to remember and use one of the most important gifts God gave us all, and that's the gift of forgiveness. In Long Prairie, Reg Chapman, WCCO, 4 News. Barry Martin Bennett was an American football defensive lineman who played 11 seasons in the National Football League, the NFL, uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, He was jersey number 63. Also the New York Jets jersey number 78 and the Minnesota Vikings jersey number 78. He attended and played football at Concordia College, 
where he was coached by Jim Christopherson. Now, Bennett and his wife, Carol, were found shot dead at their Long Prairie, Minnesota home on August 21st of 2019. A friend went to check on their uh, on them after phone calls and texts had gone unanswered since the day prior. Investigators determined that the couple was killed on August 19. Carol was shot multiple times in the back and torso, while Barry was shot multiple times in the head and torso. On August 23rd, the couple's son, 22-year-old Dylan Bennett, was charged with two counts of second-degree murder without premeditation in connection with the killings. He is believed to have taken his mother's car and traveled to Columbus, Ohio, from where he boarded a flight to Cancun, Mexico. Barry had told the Todd Country Sheriff's Office in December of 2018 that Dylan had expressed thoughts about killing his parents while being treated at a mental health facility. Dylan was arrested in Cancun on August 24. That is so sad. So he killed his parents. And he's probably going to get the mental. Um, he's not going to be able to stand trial due to mental illness. So sadly, that is that. a popular recording artist from Puerto Rico, was shot and killed in San Juan this week. Fred was regarded as the first openly gay artist in the Latin trap scene. He was a rising star, best known for his debut single, Soy Asi. Fred was riding a motorbike early Thursday morning in San Juan's Santorce neighborhood when he was shot eight times. Puerto Rico-based paper El Nuevo Dia reported that Fred was later pronounced dead at a hospital. Eduardo Rodriguez, Fred's manager, confirmed the singer's dead in a statement to Billboard, saying Kevin was an artistic soul, a big-hearted dreamer. Rodriguez added, there are no words that describe the feeling we have and the pain. He still had a lot left to do. Police have not identified a suspect in the death. Kevin Fred was 24 years old. Now that was Kevin Fred, who was a putter, singer, and the first openly gay Latin trap artist. Now his career between 2016 and 2018, Fred participated in singing competitions, competitions, excuse me, including La Banda and Solo Tuvos. He used social media to advocate against bullying and used his voice as a member of the LGBT community to encourage other new artists uh, beginning their careers. Uh, Fred released his breakthrough single, Soya C, uh, I'm Like This, on April 7th, 2018, and was featured on Mike Duran's song, Diferente, Different, released on July 18th. 2018. Kevin Fred was managed by Alfonso J. Alvarez around the stretch of Soy Asi. Now, about his artistry, writer Sammy Nemir Olivares described Fred 
as being known for breaking gender norms and stigma about being gay, gender non-conforming, and expressing gender identity freely in a country where gay people still get mocked, bullied, and killed. Now, about his personal life, Fred came out as a gay uh, as a gay at the age of 18, excuse me, paper magazine, uh, magazine described a strict religious upbringing as the reason he uh, courted controversy in the LGBTQ plus community by, saving, uh, by saying that homosexuality was a choice for him. His parents were not supportive at first, but were later accepting. He was a he has a younger sister. Fred was public about undergoing liposuction surgery and botox augmentation uh, while living in Miami in two, uh, 2018. Fred was charged with battery after a fight with another man, who he said had attacked him because of uh, because of his sexuality. Now, on January 10th, 2019, Fred was riding his motorcycle in San Santurce, San Juan, at about 5.30 a.m. when an unidentified, unidentified gunman shot at him eight times, hitting him in the head and hip. The incident was initial, initially regarded by authorities as an automobile accident due to the darkness of the hour. Huh. Fred was taken to Rio Piedras Medical Center, where he was pronounced dead. According to the police, Fred's murder was the 22nd homicide of 2019 in Puerto Rico. Uh, just to remind you, it was January the 10th at the time, and that was their 22nd homicide. That is crazy. And they said that because it was too dark, the incident was initially regarded by authorities as an automobile accident due to the darkness of the hour. That is so stupid. Um, well, I hope they found the guy that did this, and that is so sad, so young. That was Kevin Fred. Now to the manhunt underway for the killer of a University of Mississippi college student. A 21-year-old student was found dead not far from campus. Officials believe she was the victim of foul play. Marcus Moore is there at Ole Miss with the latest on this. Good morning, Marcus. Cecilia, good morning. We know that Allie Costal was attending summer school here at Ole Miss and was teaching fitness, and police believe she was murdered, and this morning they're in the middle of a manhunt for her killer. This morning, a multi-agency manhunt is underway as concern grips this small Mississippi college town. Authorities hunting for a suspect in the apparent murder of Allie Costal. The 21-year-old senior at the University of Mississippi was found dead over the weekend, nearly 20 miles off campus. A deputy on routine patrol finding her body near Sardis Lake in neighboring Harmontown. And this is what it looks like around the lake where authorities found her body. You can see a number of trees, also winding roads get you here. And I've only seen a few houses, so this area is very remote. Costal was studying marketing at the university where the deepening mystery has classmates on edge. It makes you want to be more careful. I go out and go to Sardis with my friends all the time, and I run around my neighborhood at nighttime. Like, 
you don't, there's people out there you don't know, you feel like you can trust everybody, but maybe you can. Her father, Keith Costell, revealing on Facebook how authorities delivered the terrible news, writing, we were visited by the Sunset Hills, Missouri police, who communicated to us that our beautiful dear Alexandria Alley Costell was the victim of a homicide. While the Lafayette County Sheriff's Department is not releasing many details of the investigation, its investigators are following several leads and have confirmed its belief that foul play was involved. In a statement, the University of Mississippi offering its condolences, writing, we extend our deepest sympathy to her family, friends, and classmates and stand ready to support them during this time. Her sorority sisters also paying tribute on social media, writing, she was the brightest light and always had a smile on her face. She truly was. And her high school friends near St. Louis remembering her bright personality. Allie was just very fun and outgoing, very friendly girl. I'm just going to miss how the fact that she was always there for me if I needed to talk to her. And it's the unknown that is adding to the sense of concern for classmates and also residents in this area that is quieter right now because most students are away for the summer. In the meantime, the Mississippi Bureau of Investigations is helping in the search for answers. Cecilia. Okay, Marcus, such a sad story there. Thank you. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos. That was Alexandria Castell. She was a 21-year-old University of Mississippi student who was found dead near a Mississippi lake in July of 2000. A suspect, a 22-year-old Brandon Vesfeld of Fort Worth, Texas, was arrested and charged with murder after Castell's remains were discovered by a Lafayette County deputy. It was reported that Castell had been shot multiple times. University of Mississippi student Rex Ravita, a former dorm neighbor of the suspect Brandon Desfeld, later described the suspect killer as a mis misogynistic and arrogant, saying, and I quote, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He was pretty much a daddy's boy type, constantly had a reference his father's money, how his dad could get him out of anything. Just that attitude all the time. Any type of any type of vulgar comment he could say, any type of rude comment to anybody in our dorm, any of the women. Ravita lived um, in the same dormitory as Thesfeld for a year and claimed Thesfeld and Castell dated on and off again for about a year before her death. The funeral of Alex Alexstria Castell was held in a suburb of St. Louis in July. Of 2019 that is so so sad parents are going through right now and I just can't imagine what the parents are going through right now and their family it's just very devastating residents near Sardis Lake in disbelief following the discovery of Allie's body Saturday morning the 21 year old found in the remote area nearly 20 miles from campus she had reportedly been shot eight times 22-year-old Brandon Thiesfeld was arrested Monday afternoon and charged with murder in connection to her death. He is being held at the Lafayette County Detention Center. Like Allie, Brandon is also an Ole Miss student. Allie was last seen Friday night at an Oxford Square bar near campus. Surveillance footage reportedly showed her stopping at the door, though she didn't go inside. Her roommates revealed that she returned home around midnight before leaving again. I mean... Oxford is a place you, you feel like you can, you know everybody, you trust everybody, and right now it just doesn't feel like that.
It's unclear how Allie ended up in the fishing camp where her body was found, though the location serves as a popular destination for students. That's what's even more shocking about all of this. It could be anyone. Allie's father, Keith Costiel, who lives in her hometown of St. Louis, took to Facebook to confirm his daughter's death, writing, Saturday afternoon, we were visited by the Sunset Hills, Missouri police, who communicated to us that our beautiful dear Alexandria Costiel was the victim of a homicide, adding investigations are still ongoing. I cannot even imagine what that family no, is going through. Absolutely not. My heart goes out to them, definitely. But we do have some news right now. Thiesfeld was just booked. Here is his booking photo. He's being held without bond. So Mackenzie fell off the grid early last Monday morning. Today, she was supposed to be on a flight to California, but she never made it on board, leaving her friends and family more concerned than ever. Missing posters continue to pepper Salt Lake City streets, hoping to find an answer to the question, what happened to Mackenzie Lewick? Where could she have gone? Her car has not been moved. Things are adding up. Mackenzie hasn't been heard from in nearly a week. She's been missing since Monday. The police have said that they have no reason to believe she's in danger. But at this point, it's been seven days. Around one in the morning last Monday, she texted her parents to let them know she landed in Salt Lake safely. She left the airport and took a lift to North Salt Lake, nearly 20 minutes from her home in Salt Lake City. She might have been meeting someone there. Um, I just don't see any other reason as to why she would be there at that time. But from there, Kenzie went silent. For her not to reach out to me, Snapchat, Instagram, anything, it's very unlike her, very uncommon. She's usually in touch with me almost every day. Since then, she's missed her midterm exams at the University of Utah. Which is something that is irregular. Kenzie's very focused on her academics. Today, she missed her flight back to California for a friend's wedding. She had a flight plan for today, and she was actively talking about the flight. And while police say they're doing everything they can to find Mackenzie, her friends say things aren't adding up. She texted her family that she landed at the airport. She wouldn't have done that if she wanted to purposefully disappear. Still, they're keeping hope alive and sending out a message for Mackenzie. Mackenzie, if you can hear this, we are all worried and looking out for you 24-7. Mackenzie's friends say her family plans to come to Utah in the coming days. Anyone with information is asked to contact Salt Lake Police. Live in studio, L. Thomas, Fox 13 News, Utah. The murder of Mackenzie Lewick happened in June of 2019 when 23-year-old Lewick, a student at the University of Utah, was reported missing and her remains afterwards discovered. 31-year-old Ayola Ajayi was arrested on suspicions of kidnapping and murder following the search of his home and after Lewick's bound, burned, and buried remains were found. It was, reported that, it was reported that the suspect, who police said kidnapped and killed Lewick before burning her body in his backyard, had a book on Amazon featuring characters who are killed and burned. The author's name was the same as that of the suspect arrested, and a Facebook page with photos of the suspect promoted the book. So sad.
Good evening, Mark and Christina. A very sad update out of Salt Lake City early this morning. The body of 23-year-old Mackenzie Lewick has been found some three weeks after she was reported missing. I am relieved and grief-stricken to report that we have recovered Mackenzie Lewick from Logan Canyon. The University of Utah student was last seen in mid-June. She'd taken a lift to a park in Salt Lake City where officials say she met up with a 31-year-old man, Ayula Ajayi. Then last week, some of her charred items were reportedly found in Ajayi's backyard. According to police, neighbors saw him use gasoline to burn something. Burned skin and female tissue were also found. He was subsequently arrested on suspicion of aggravated murder, kidnapping, and other charges. Now officials confirm Luwick's remains were found Wednesday in Logan Canyon, about 80 miles north of Salt Lake City. The local police chief says he's spoken to her family. Despite their grief, we hope this will help them find some closure and justice for Mackenzie. Lewick's disappearance sent shockwaves through the community, prompting vigils and tributes to the woman described as bubbly and nurturing. The tight-knit nature of this community is what helped us close this case so quickly. Authorities... That was the murder of Mackenzie Look. Rest in peace. And there you have it. Episode 17. I brought you some of the crimes that broke the news on 2019. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in, hitting play, giving me a chance, and being so patient on these cases that I bring you, that I really do put my heart on, and I really try and work really hard even though I upload so rarely, but I promise you guys that 2020 is going to be a whole different me. (laughs) Isn't that what everybody's saying? But yes, guys, I do promise that I'm going to be bringing you more content for 2020, I do love um, investigating and just, you know, bumping into these cases that sometimes are cold cases and some some of these cases are new. Um, These are cases sometimes that break the news. So, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. With that said, that was season one of Crime Corner. It's been a crazy couple of months. Um, with that, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and CastBox. So download CastBox and search us under Crime Corner. With that, you can uh, hear our previous episodes, so many cases to catch up. Season 2, I am so excited. I cannot believe I'm saying this. Season 2 is coming up shortly. So please stay tuned, subscribe, share, let your friends know about us. And um, once again, I'm going to be saying this. I am Homasa, bring you the crime. Be safe, lock your doors. Don't forget to look both ways before crossing the street. I am Homasa, be safe guys. Have a wonderful and beautiful new year. 2020 are you ready come through crimes yes come through let's go (laughs) be safe guys